everybody. Welcome back to The Millionaire Marriage. It's Taylor Kovar here with Jeremy Gilliam. And we are jumping in today talking about why you treat your spouse like a child. Yes. I am so excited about this episode yes. because Megan treats me like a child. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Um, I won't tell her you said that. Yeah, no. She, she doesn't listen to the podcast anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think she does. Um, no, but this is a great episode. This is one we hear about a lot, yeah. a lot where, hey, my spouse treats me like a child yeah. or I feel like I've married a child. Yep. Um, and so I'm excited to hear a lot of some of your thoughts, Jeremy. I know that you deal with this a lot in your, Absolutely. In your therapy practice. So let's just jump straight in yeah. and run with it. Yeah. So like you were saying, I think this is definitely something that we deal with because what will end up inevitably end up happening is you have one spouse that says, why does my spouse, why does my wife always treat me like I'm a child? It's so frustrating or, you know, it goes the other way. Why does my husband treat me like a child as well? And so I got a couple of things of why you treat your spouse like a child. First, number one, a master family therapist, his name is David Schnarch. He made this statement in one of the papers he wrote. He said, those who don't know how to control themselves have to control others around them. So if you're listening to this mm. and your spouse has ever said, why are you treating me like a child? Maybe think about this first. Are you having to control the situation around you because you haven't learned to master yourself yet? Why you gotta be so deep? The very first thing on the episode. Well, you know, I don't have to like like now. I'm like, oh man, do I do this? You know, you just got right off. You're the just bat, jumping right into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we're, right. we're a minute into the episode yeah. and we're jumping in. This that's deep that's exactly right. I like it. I like it. Well, because you really think about it, kids when they don't know how to control themselves, like they get so they want to control what they can control. This is why boundaries with kids is so important because it lets them know where their limitations are. And so they don't feel the need to have to try to control everything. So similarly with being in a marriage, if you don't know how to control you, you're going to try to control what you can. And so like a spouse can use a lot of different ways to control their, their husband or their wife. They can do it with withholding intimacy. They can do it with withholding money. They can do it with withholding time. And so they're going to control their spouse and they're going to control the situation because they're just out of control themselves. And so it really makes me wonder when it comes to why someone would treat their spouse like a child. The, my first thought is this person has not learned to master themselves because if they've, if you've really learned to master yourself, you can control your response to situations, which then in turn would alter or influence your spouse's response to you. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I think we see that a lot with couples and I've seen it a lot in business relationships with some of the entrepreneurs we work with where, yeah. you know, maybe one spouse doesn't have the control um, in their day-to-day -day work. And so they want that at home. And so they treat their spouse that way yeah. um, or the other way around. You know, we have a bunch of entrepreneurs who they're used to making decisions all day, every day. And then sometimes when they get home, they, just, they don't want to do anything. You know, they don't want to make any decision. And so their spouse then feels like they have to treat them like a child. And it's just because one's exhausted. Yeah. Right? And that's something we've dealt with a lot of saying, hey, you know, you can't just walk in the door at five o'clock and say, I'm done for the day. Yeah. You know, treat me like the third kid. Yeah. Like, right. no, um, this is a partnership, yeah. right? They're, they're your partner, not your parent. And so. <laughs> there it is. Quote number one. <laughs> um, hey, they're your partner, not your parent. Yeah. Um, and so keeping that in mind you have to be able to control yourself. Yeah. I think first. So let me ask you this, Taylor, 
in your work with businessmen, have you seen the opposite to be true? You have CEO at the job and they come home and have to be CEO there too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and some want to, right? Yeah. Some want to because they, they thrive on that. And it's really hard for a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs and people that have to make the decisions every day. Um, and again, everybody is different. Sure, right? yeah. everybody's different. But some people that maybe thrive on that when they get home that they're used to being the one in charge and they're used to being surrounded by yes men, right? Potentially. Sure. And so it's it's their way or the highway. They kind of feel like, hey, this is I well, this is what I want for dinner. This is what we're doing for dinner. Yeah. Right. Like period. This is what we're doing. And so that's a, those are really big things we have to work through with a lot of our entrepreneurs and business owners. And hey, like. No, when, when that's not, that's not your employee either. Right. Right. It's not your employee either. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, I think the first thing here is if maybe you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, I kind of feel like my, I kind of feel like my spouse treats me like a child. It, it may be that first thing where maybe they just are feeling a little out of control. Maybe boundaries are poor. Or if you're on the flip side and you are one of those people where you're thinking, I might be treating my spouse like they're my third child or my first child. You may want to just stop and just evaluate and say, okay, listen, I, am I controlling me well? Because if I can control me well, then I can tolerate the differences that are in my spouse. And I don't feel like I have to control them. Yeah. Which let's go to the second one. And I think this kind of, it happens naturally. And I think that's kind of the unfortunate thing is we've, if, if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, well, this is our relationship. Well, it, the chances are you guys have slipped into complementary roles, meaning one is nurturing and or one wants to nurture and the other wants to be nurtured. Complementary role. And so when you look at that, it's like, well, that that doesn't make sense. I don't want to be I don't want to be in this. But what happens in relationships, what happens in families is we often f- just slip into these complementary roles because it's easier that way. My spouse wants to be a, the nurturer, so they kind of take the role. I'm, I'm using a, you know, this is like gender stereotypical. Yeah. Wife's going to mother their husband. So maybe the wife kind of naturally slips into that nurturing role. And you're like, well, you know, you're not, obviously you wouldn't say this. I wouldn't think, but maybe, maybe you would. I don't know. Uh, it's just easier to fit into that. Well, okay, well, she wants to be a mother, so I'll start acting like a child then. Yeah. This isn't the only type of complementary roles there are. Uh, there are a lot of different types, but this would be like a primary example of, well, you just kind of fit into the role that your spouse is giving you. Yeah, I think, you know, we see in general, I think in nature, right, we're talking about, you know, being nurtured first being the nurturing is that, you know, in nature, we see that a lot. And and we tend to see where females in general tend to follow in that. And and men say, Hey, well, I'm used to kind of being taken care of. And so I'm just going to let that continue. Um, but that doesn't mean it's right. Right. Just because maybe that's how your parents did it. Doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. That's exactly right. But I think what's challenging is maybe that is what you saw your parents do. I think what people have a difficult time with, and this is a little off subject, so I don't want to stay here very long, but I think what people have a difficult time with is they say, well, I love my parents. I had good parents, right? My parents were wonderful. And they go, but my parents also kind of did things that were not okay. And it's difficult to admit that, right? So you're going, well, yeah, my, 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 my mother just mothered my father and okay, well, that's kind of how things are supposed to be. So that may be some family of origin that they've kind of looked through or looked at, and they're just kind of repeating the same roles their parents 
we're in as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know, you know, growing up, my, I have an amazing parents, but my mom was very nurturing, right? My dad came home like, hey, well, he, he worked all day. So, hey, you sit down, I'll bring you yeah. your plate, right? I'll fix your meal for you. I'll get your drink. Um, no, don't stand up. I got it for you. Yeah. And, and it worked well for them. And that was their relationship. And they were happy with it. And great. That's not our relationship. That's not mine and Megan's yeah, relationship. Megan doesn't want to serve you iced tea when you get home. <laughs> no, um, no, she didn't want to make it. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but like we we very much decided from the get go, this is really much of a partnership. Yeah. Like, hey, just because I'm working outside the home and you're working in the home, doesn't mean we're both not still working. That's exactly right. Right, and, and doesn't mean that we both can't have bad days and we both can't be tired on certain days. Yeah. And some days it's like, Hey, listen. Um, and, and honestly, I prefer to make my own plate. Yeah. Like maybe I want more macaroni and right. cheese than you're going to give me. Right. right. Or yeah. I want the gravy versus not the gravy or whatever. <laughs> right. Like I, I, I like making my own plate. Yeah. Um, and so for us, but it was a lot of part, part of that was that communication. Yeah. Because when we got married of kind of setting those boundaries and setting those expectations of, what do we want our relationship to look sure, like? Sure. You know, she had her family of origin and her yeah. parents that she was watching. I had mine that I was watching. Um, and we didn't come in with those, maybe those expectations. Yeah. Right? We, we were luckily we're very open and honest with kind of what we both wanted out of that. I said that relationship, yeah. Yeah. Our, our relationship, yeah. <laughs> our relationship. So, yeah. Gotcha. The third one, and I'm going to help you guys. Some of you out there, maybe your spouse actually is acting like a child. They're acting like they have no self-control. They're acting like they're 10 and all they want to do is play video games. All right, gentlemen, I need. Why? You're stepping on some toes uh, Listen, today. okay. I, it, this thing's just get, some of these things just get frustrating. Yeah. And I'll pick on the ladies too. Gentlemen, like I'm okay with guys playing games. Like no issues. But if you are playing games to the point where you're acting like you're 15 again and you're staying up hours and hours and hours and you're getting off work, oh, I just got to get that, the new, I don't even know what's out, that new game that's out now or the new season just dropped in Fortnite and you are neglecting your wife, your kids, come on. Maybe that's why your wife is treating you like a child because you're acting like one. <laughs> or, 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 you know, we see a lot now, and I know you've seen this a lot, where one spouse tends to spend a lot of time on social media. Oh, yeah. We, we were going lot. there. I, I, figured, we were going I, I knew there. that was up next, yeah. right? But a lot of time on social media yeah. where it's to the detriment of Absolutely. you're neglecting the responsibilities you have as a as a spouse, as a parent, as an adult, yeah. as a functioning member of society. Right. When, when we are in therapy with couples, we look at... We look at like cycles and patterns of behavior and what came first, the chicken or the egg? doesn't matter. We have eggs, so we get chickens. We have chickens, so we get eggs. What came first at this point doesn't matter. So what could be happening, right, is maybe your spouse is treating like a child because you're actually acting like one. You're spending too much time on social media. We're going to pick on the girls here in a second. Or that's also kind mm. of gender stereotypical. We've had a lot of those in this episode. Yeah. And and which aren't always true because there are a lot of girls that play video games a lot. And a lot of guys that spend way too much time on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. So just to clear that up, clarify. Yeah, please don't send hate mail. If you do, yeah. I'll send you Jeremy's address. It'll be yeah. on the show notes. Send it to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not, yeah. not to the office address. <laughs> Maybe you're that spouse that plays too much video games or when you're with your husband or wife and you have your phone open and you're on Facebook 
or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. Stop for a second or or I'll also say this because, you know, obviously dealing with money and money issues and money matters, you have one spouse that doesn't know how to control spending. And so the other spouse feels like they have to literally just take control of, the, of their bank information and lock their husband or wife out of their accounts because if not, they won't have money to pay bills. This is this this is the kind of, of, of scenarios that like one spouse is just truly acting like they have no sense, like they are acting like a toddler. And I, you know what? I need to take that back. Hold on. I need to retract that. Acting like some toddlers. Because I'm thinking, of, I was literally just thinking about my two kids. And Bentley's... You have, you have three. <laughs> my two older kids. I, oh, okay. I, I appreciate the just reminder. Yeah. Kingston doesn't know how to manage money yet. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I do have three kids. I do know that. I know their names and their birthdays. Okay, cool. So we're doing good. Right, good deal. Just one, just one check. I was just thinking about my, my two older kids. There we go. And they both do fantastic with money management. So Audrey just had a birthday and she got, I mean, I tell you that kid got crazy money. Like she got what I wish I would have got the kind of money she got when, when I turned eight and she was at target with Erica the other day. Erica was telling me this and she was wanting to buy a doll and the doll was like, I don't know, like normally like 60 bucks and she got over $200 for her birthday. And she's like, no, no, no. I, I just can't pay that for that doll. I'm like, who are you? It's good stuff. Yeah. And then she ended up going back to Target like a couple of weeks later and the doll was on sale for 45. And so she felt like she could buy it then at 45. There you go. And I'm like, and then Bentley, when he wanted, and both my kids did this when they wanted to buy a switch, they both saved. I told them, if you save up half, I'll save up half. You pay half, I pay half. When really, I mean, all their chore money comes from me. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but so I, I was saying all that to say, acting like normal toddlers that just freak out, blow money and don't have any control over themselves. So if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, that's my spouse. Send this episode. Hey, I thought you might like this. Um, maybe they're actually acting like a child and they need to grow up. Yeah. And I think there's things that, you know, when you are a parent and you have to parent an actual child or your parent, you're having a parent, a, an adult, right? Whether that's your spouse or a, your parent. And we've talked about, parenting your parents basically in the past yeah. <clears throat> but sometimes you have to give them and and we've heard this before of like well you know if i don't do it it won't get done or if i won't do it you know he's gonna look bad or she's yeah. gonna look bad or this or that i would argue okay like that's what we do with our kids like i told them like hey no we're leaving at eight like you need to be dressed at eight and if not you're going in your pajamas like we're leaving like load up hey bro i'm not the one that didn't put on my clothes because i didn't like them yeah that was a decision you made. Here we go. Right. Hey, you blew all your allowance on Monday. Yeah. yeah we had a whole week left of this trip, but that's, it's that's on you. On you yeah. Right. That's not me. That's on you. So you have to, if, if you're, if you're grown adult person that you are living with is acting like a child, I would argue, Hey, let them fail a little bit. Don't bail them out. Don't bail them out. Give them the chance to fail. Give them the chance to grow up. Maybe they never had the opportunity to grow up. Maybe they never knew that that was even available. Maybe I'll argue. Okay. So on that though, if you, if you're going to do that and I, I think that's, I think that's something great. You have to also tolerate the, and you have to tolerate what's going to happen and suck up your pride too. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, definitely. Definitely. Because if you're going to let your spouse fail and not treat them like they're five and not rescue them, then you have to tolerate what, what's going to happen as a result of that as well. Yeah. 
But I think like I've seen, and, and I'm going to talk on the money side because that's yeah. what we deal with a lot, is where we have that spouse who, well, if they had access to the account, we'd be we'd be bankrupt. You know, it'd all be gone. It's like, okay, well, put them in charge of bills. Open up. It's really easy to open up another checking account. Put the money for the bills in there and see what happens. Right? You, you can always set a reminder to pay it the last day if you want to make sure you're on the safe side, right? But like, give them the opportunity or the responsibility to, yeah. to do it. Like, that's how we taught our kids, right? Like, hey, I taught them how to wash and fold the laundry. Or yeah. Maybe Meg did, right? One of us did. But we we have to teach them. And I have seen a lot of adults who are like, well, I just, like, honestly, I just don't know. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to pay a bill, right? And we've employed a lot of people that are in their 30s or 40s and Canada's like, hey, you know, I've never, I've never had to do this. Like, I've never had to take it alone. Like, how do you, how do you do this? And where I think it's kind of come second nature, this is something they've never had to experience. Yeah. And, and we see it a lot whenever a spouse passes away, you know, and there's been a spouse that hasn't dealt with this ever, maybe, or a long time they haven't paid the bills. They haven't been the one in charge of that. Or maybe they need some guidance. Maybe they need some somebody to come alongside and say, hey, there's, there's resources there. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, the last number four, and then we're going to talk a couple of ways of how to stop. You're expecting them to fit into your world. All right, here's what I mean by that. I have three kids, as it's been duly noted on this episode. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I have three children. Is it my kids' responsibility, Taylor? Is it their responsibility to fit into my world? Or is it my responsibility to fit into their world? But what I mean is, do I want my son to be relevant to me or do I want to be relevant to him? Yeah, I want to be relevant to him. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. And uh, I'm going to take another dig at the five love languages. It's, well, they're just not, they're not treating me like I want to be treated. They're just not speaking my love language. So I'm going to treat them poorly or I'm not going to reciprocate. Right. My, my son doesn't always tell me like, the first thing when I walk through the door, he's just not like, Hey dad, I love you so much. No, like I go to my son and I let him know, Hey, I'm home. Love you. How's your day been? Meaning I'm plugging myself into his world and you know what ends up happening? He reciprocates. Well, dad, how's your day been? Love you too. Yeah. And so when it comes to our spouse relationship, if we're expecting them, well, they're just going to go over and they should, right? You should be going over top for your, over the top for your spouse. And right. It, it's like that whole AB cycle again. And you don't realize when I put them first, they'll put me first, but I want to fit into my wife's world. Like I don't want, I don't want her to have to always conform to my thoughts and my ways. No, I want to, I want to be relevant to my wife. Therefore I'm going to do things intentionally to plug myself into her world and so if, you are, if you're treating your spouse like a child, maybe you're expecting them to fit into your world when you should be trying to fit into theirs. That's really good. It's just, it gets so frustrating when you, when you like see these people and it's like, no, 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 my, my spouse is going to fit into my world. And then they're going to start treating you like that too. When you're, you're, you're not, you're not allowing you're not allowing them to mature and to develop and to unfold because you're forcing them to be molded into, into who and what you are instead of who and what, who and what y'all are. And for all of our Northern listeners, y'all just means you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I think sometimes that spouse who's expecting them to fit into their world doesn't give the space for them to figure out where they fit in your world. Sure. You know, I, I think we've, we've maybe tried to force our spouse into that role that we want them to be in. 
um, without really saying, hey, is it the role they should be in? Yeah. Is it the role that fits them well? Is it the role they want to be in, even in my world or this part of our relationship? Mm-hmm. And so I think those are really important things to consider. It's like, hey, yes, how are you merging your world right now? And we talked about we're kind of anti, hey, you get 50%, I'm going to get 50%, right. that makes 100 Like, no, we both give 100%, right. and, and we're going to blow this out of the water. Yeah. And so for us, like in our relationship, Megan may not love all of my hobbies, right? And I may not love all the things of her sure. hobbies, but we make space in both of those to say, hey, like, if you want to come, come, right? Or I would love for you to come every few outings or whatever that is yeah. that we're doing. And like, well, I, we live on a golf course, right? So we play quite a bit of golf. I'm still a terrible golfer, but we still <laughs> play golf. Um, and like, she has a set of clubs and, uh, you know, she's played it a few times here and there, but it's just not her thing. But we found a really good compromise. Maybe I want her to play, but a really good compromise is like, she's cool going and riding and reading a magazine and chit-chatting and driving the, driving the cart, right? And yeah. we have a really great little time. But it helps fit both of what we we want. Um, and I think we can help couples really fit where that person wants to fit in that yeah. world instead of forcing them into a certain role. Right. And uh, so I'm going to take the dig at the five love languages. I have a, I've said it on the podcast. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I think it gives people an excuse to behave poorly when, oh, they're just not speaking my language. So I'm going to then, you know, misbehave and I'm not going to show them affection or attention because I'm not getting what I think I should get. That's how children act. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have a fully developed brain and you can actually stop and think. You actually stop and think and try to do something a little different and plug yourself into their world and stop trying to make them fit into yours, which kind of leads that literally leads to how do you, how do you stop this type of behavior? Yeah. Let's get to, let's get to fixing it. So there's three things that immediately come to mind. And the first one is just that what I just ended with do something different. So if you're listening to this and you're the spouse that you feel like is getting treated like a child, you actually have to do something different. It's this. It's again. It's the whole. It's the whole A B cycle all over again. Mm-hmm. A influences B. B influences A. I'm going to save you guys. You know, a fifty thousand dollar MFT degree just to learn that one principle alone is worth it. That what you do influences how your spouse is going to respond to you. So if your spouse says, "Hey, you know, you, you kind of spend too much time playing video games," they may say that. Not with words. They may say that with actions. And so they start treating you like that. Do something different. And then magically and mysteriously, your spouse starts to respond to you differently. And again, I'll pick on the gentleman. I have no issue with that. Grow up and be a man. The apostle Paul said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Grow up and be a man. Be the husband and father that your wife and kids need you to be doesn't mean you can't have fun. I enjoy playing golf too. I'm very terrible at it as well. But I'm not going out on the golf course five, six times a week. No, be 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 there and be present. Do something different to get a different outcome. Now, for the spouse that you said, you know, I'm kind of a control freak and I treat my spouse like a child, you do something different too. And maybe your spouse will start acting like an adult. Maybe they just slipped into that complimentary role because it was easy. So do something different. Maybe let them do a load of laundry. Maybe let them pay the bills. Maybe let, let maybe let them fill up their own gas tank. So if you've noticed that you guys have kind of slipped into these roles, do something different. 
small steps end up leading to big changes. Try one thing. Try one thing this week that's different and see what happens. And then next week, try one thing. Yeah, it doesn't be overnight. Right. An 80 degree change. Yeah, it can it can be across the board. Just small incremental changes. Yep. We'll get there. And, and we're big sayings of this of the time's gonna pass either way. It's gonna pass either way. It's going to pass either way. Yep. So whether that's working on your marriage or it's working on your career, or going back to school, like the you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be five years later and the time is going to pass either way. Don't you want to wake up five years from now and say, oh, man, I'm glad we did this. Or I'm glad we started doing this and yeah. have a better relationship in five years or in a year or in 12, a year or 12 months, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> whatever that time period is, but you have to do something now to get where you want to go then. Absolutely. Um, and, and it can be done. It doesn't matter if you've been married six months or 60 years. Yep. It's not too late, right? You're still alive. You're still breathing. You're still yep. here. Hey, start making some incremental changes now. Do something yeah. different. Yep. I love it. Number two, have open and honest conversations with your spouse. This goes with both ways, right? Whether you're the one that's treating your spouse like a child and you're frustrated because you are frustrated Mm -hmm. or whether you're the one that you feel like you're being treated like a child, that's frustrating too. Have open and honest communications. So I just recently did a a marriage workshop in Seattle and did like 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 a four or five question interview afterwards and, um, pastor's wife wrote a blog for Danny Jules that had the questions in there. And one of the questions like was, what are some of the biggest issues that apostolic couples face? And like sexless, sexless marriages, pornography in, in marriage, child centered homes and no. And the last one was no or little meaningful conversations. Cause meaningful conversations at times can go against the grain and it's uncomfortable. And so it's easy to let, it's easy to let these patterns continue because the conversation requires friction and friction is heat. And at times when things get hot, it's not comfortable, but have these conversations. If you feel like your, your spouse is acting like a child, you don't now gentle startups are important, right? Just going to your spouse and say, you need to grow up and start acting like an adult. is probably going to cause an argument. Yeah, that's, that's not a great way yeah, to have that's a terrible communication. That's a terrible all. startup. Yeah. yeah, go back and listen to some of our earlier podcasts. Right, we have several on communication. That is not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. No. So, but have these conversations. Take the risk, because the alternative is just to continue doing what you're doing now, and it's not working for you. So, take the risk. Take the step and say, "Listen, um, there's been something on my mind. It's really important for me." I would really like to discuss it with you. And they say, well, what is it? It's concerning our relationship. Nothing major, but I I feel like I'm being treated like a child. And I want to be able to talk about how we can work through this. Yeah. And and there's a lot of ways to go about that. And I'm I'm going to throw a couple out here that that we've used, right? I've said this before. Megan and I have, whenever we have hard communication or hard talks, right? We're either like in the car driving. So we can't stare eyeball to eyeball, right? And it sounds awkward. Or like it's late at night and the lights are off um, because it just helped us, right? It helped us kind of get over that initial awkwardness maybe of the conversation, uh, which is also why we created our our card decks, right? right. So if you're looking for a way to open those doors and have communication with your spouse, hey, go to our website, pick up our card decks. They are created for that to help you launch into deeper communication with your spouse on a variety of subjects. And, And we've had couples use them 
um, successfully to, to really open the door to deeper communication and open the door to say, Absolutely. okay, um, you know, because the question asked this, yeah, hey, let's talk that, about right? it. And so yeah. there's a question, there's some other information down there. Short little plug for the cards, right? Yeah. They're awesome. And so if you have an issue and you want an excuse, right, maybe to kind of open up, <laughs> hey, stick that card at the front of the pile, right, and, and go that way. Yeah. So, And what's our third, our the, third option? The last one, and this is going to be the most, the least complicated. It's just four letters, S-T-O-P, stop, stop, just quit it, just stop. I know that sounds simple, but it's so funny. I, I have no idea where the sketch originated from. So hopefully it's not from something terrible because I literally have no idea. But this was a few years ago. Someone pulled up a sketch on YouTube and it was like of a therapist and like some lady came in for therapy and she's like for like two minutes just unloading on this therapist and he just says, stop. She's like, wait, is it that easy? And he's like, yes, just quit doing it. Yeah. And I know that sounds simple, but really just stop it. And it kind of goes, really kind of goes back to the first point a little bit. Do something different. Just stop. But just end the cycle. The cycle has to break somewhere. And this can be obviously with, with you know, treating your spouse like a child, being treated like a child, or with a lot of other complicated things in marriage. Like, I, Why is this happening? Well, stop doing what you're doing and see what happens in your marriage. I love it. So guys, if you are treating your spouse like a child or they are treating you like a child and you're ready to make a change, listen to this podcast again or send it to them. If you have some examples or resources or tools that you have come across throughout the years, shoot them to us, right? We love to share resources with our other listeners. And we are, we've, Jeremy just, uh, him and Eric had just finished up a marriage conference in the Seattle area. Megan and I are planning one here in East Texas that, that we're doing in the fall. Um, and so lots of great things, lots of different readers and listeners that we can talk with. Um, so definitely shoot us those resources. We would love to, to hear about them and hear from you on any of our social media channels. And we will see you next week.